Welcome to Empathy Power Up, a collaboration of two people who connected during the pandemic through their love of empathy and action. Two people from very different backgrounds, helping each other find ways to love themselves, understand their experiences better, and help reverse the rise of narcissism and the divides in our communities. We will cover various topics about the human experience to help us power up on tools of empathy and emotional intelligence in the pursuit of one simple goal, create a world where people seek to understand themselves and each other. This is a learning journey amongst fellow humans. We're all just figuring out life together. So I have this poster hanging in my office by the late James Baldwin, and it goes, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. So I use that as a daily reminder that my main goal is to help build awareness, to build what's coming up in my body, in my mind, and also to ask myself, what journey am I going on today? And then when I'm working with my clients, I feel like my job is to help raise a heightened awareness of the changes that they need to make so they can create a better experience for themselves, their employees, and at the end of the day, their customers to create better value. And so, like James Baldwin says, we have to face the changes that we need to make before we go any further. But what I'm also seeing is that there's a common recurring pattern that I see um, that is pushing against change, that we want to go back to where we were and not that we want to progress forward. So we fear change, uh, we tear it down before we can. it has a chance to sprout and grow within us. So that's the topic of today's discussion, our relationship to change. Kevin, what do you think about today's topic? Oh my God, I think it's such a powerful way to think about it is facing the change. And I go back to one of my role models, Alok V. Menon. Um, this amazing um, person, activist, poet, comedian, speaker, who shared that the universe and nature is fluid. It's constantly changing. So the existence, our existence in, in, in our physics, in our universe is in, in constant change. And that's factual. That's, I mean, it, it's as factual as, uh, as math, right? It's mm -hmm. something that none of us can control. Change is one of the hardest things humans do, even though we're constantly changing. Our bodies are changing. Our mind is changing. Um, parts of our, like our hair, skin flakes off and there's new, and then we grow. Our body changes. Our perspective changes as we move through the world. Uh, the, the, even the materials we make and build change through the cycle, the fluidity of the nature and the fluidity of the universe. And and what's so interesting is that even though we understand this, humans resist change. Change is, in my opinion, some, some something that we can be the best thing we can do, but it also can be is probably the hardest things for humans, or at least one of the hardest things. We set routines as humans, or I have set routines, and and I love staying to those routines. But as soon as change happens, it's 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 not easy to go through that. 
change up the routine, change up the habits and create new habits or create new routines. So I think it's, it's, it's a topic that we understand, especially just as humans, but also as in organizations, as leaders, as people who are trying to drive change within organizations is one of the hardest things to do when we change process, when we change policy, when we change something that's been working. And, and a story that comes to mind is at my company, um, we had the best year ever, 2021. Financially, all of that, best year ever. And uh, this is where I work uh, as an employee. And the employees, we all celebrated. And then the leaders made big, drastic changes, organizational changes, process changes, leadership changes. And there was some resistance. And people were like, wait, if we had the best year ever, why are we making these changes? Why are we jumping in and changing things are working? And in my opinion, that's exactly that's exactly why we should keep changing because we had the best year ever. So now we need to learn new, learn from that and see what, what else we need to change and build on and work towards so that we can continue building on that success instead of accepting what's already working. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's interesting is that it makes me think about when this was about a decade ago, actually, in 2012, um, I was working at um, at Booz Allen Hamilton at the company that I used to work at. And I was uh, it was a, turning 100 years old. Mm. And um, and so but we knew that like things were changing um, pretty rapidly around the world. And we have this this mentality of just being like, we're seeing all these different companies around us, even 10 years ago, like, if it's like, if you don't innovate, you die, right? Mm -hmm. That concept of innovate and die. And so, so it became imperative to us that we had to kind of like change the way we do things and like, quote unquote, modernize what we're about to do because, um, and I helped one of the, one of the leaders of build a culture of innovation movement that was happening at the firm. So we restructured and, you know, I mean, restructuring happens all the time in every mm -hmm. organization, but at the, at Booz Allen, it was, um, or Booz Allen Hamilton with Booz Allen for short, um, it's a management consulting firm. So we try to go back to the roots of the idea of like, at the end of the day, we are real. We have to be really good at solving the world's problems and solving our clients' problems. But how we do that can change and shift and and evolve. Um, and so, but you know, through that experience um, for the next several years, as we kind of were leading this initiative, it was in so many ways like pulling teeth to get people to. Um, who are stuck in the sand and don't want to change and, and are um, resisting it. And, uh, and so I think that, um, but it's also an imperative, like it's like that innovate or die piece is that when you are having a good place, um, you know, it's like, it's not like the stock market where you're like, when you're, when you're high, you sell. And when you're low, you, mm -hmm. you, um, you buy more, right? It's, it's one of those things that like to do change within an organization, you have to continuously kind of evolve yourself because you will fall behind if you don't. Um, and I think, I think, you know, bringing that analogy into, into a personal side is that, is that the world is rapidly changing skills that, you know, are popular in, in high demand today are something that 
didn't was didn't even exist 10 years ago or 20 years ago you know so we have to kind of evolve and that is just hard to kind of just like understand where the world is and and shifting and changing all around us um, because if everything's changing around us how do we pinpoint and say these this is the pathway that we need to go so oh i love that and and what that pinpoint that intention setting that goal setting intention setting is like okay what is that i think that's that's so important but i feel like one thing that um not one thing but rather i feel that what change why change is hard i think it's important for us to understand like wh what is it that's causing humans to feel the change to be hard what are the facts as associated with change yeah there's i think there's like five different truths that i've identified um when i was like researching my book around um the truths about change on a personal and organizational level so number one is that you cannot change people no matter how much you think they need to change people change themselves mm. <laughs> is is one thing um yeah so yeah. i think just to make sure i like we sit with this for a second people change themselves it is so important so powerful um in that because my entire life i grew up with my mom trying to change my dad my mom trying to change my brother my dad trying to change my brother, my dad, my brother trying to change my mom and my dad, me trying to change them, them trying to change me. It was all what we did. And we were always unhappy, always unhappy with each other. Nothing. Everyone's still doing what they wanted to do. It was just more secretive, hiding from each other, shame associated with it now. So mm -hmm. we weren't able to be transparent until I literally like I remember like and this was a big, big deal for me. I used to lie all the time, especially to my mom because of this system that was built. And I just could lie and I got away with it for most of my young, uh, young adult life. And then when I came to college in the United States, um, my freshman year, I had a radio show on campus and I used to host a radio show once a week, play some Bollywood music and then do some prank calls. And it, it got a little popular. And what ended up happening was um, I made a prank call to someone gave me a phone number that I didn't know of the person uh, who I was calling. And I made a prank call and it turned out to be a teacher, teaching assistant in my department and a woman. And I ended up making a prank call that was somewhat sexual in nature. And I definitely regret it. And I think it was not a good choice at all. Um, but her husband and her friends, uh, who were all from the same city I grew up in, in India, came, grabbed me out of the radio station, took me to their apartment and, and berated me for hours, abused me, beat me up. All of these things happened. Oh, and to the point where they were like, they were threatening me to get deported, all kinds of stuff. And it was a horrific night for me. And in that moment, that night I had a friend who just after I got back home because they were, they wouldn't let me go home. And anyways, long story, I came back home. And then the next morning I went and told the Dean of students, everything completely truthfully. This was the first time I, mm. I just said the whole truth, even the, sh all the crap about myself. Mm. And, and it turned out to be amazing. This is when I told the truth to my family 
about that incident and everything. And in that moment, I realized I needed to stop lying. And I stopped lying since that day. It's since that moment. Hmm. And what you said, people change themselves. No matter how much. My mom used to constantly tell me, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, while still lying in front of me. But this was a moment and it was me making the choice to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, such a powerful story. <laughs> and I didn't know that part about yourself. So it's interesting now that we're doing a podcast that you were on radio. Um, but being able to, it shows how, how like, you know, you, we, I think we go through our lives just being like, oh, this is the way life should be. This is the way I perceive the world and it should be this way. But then something significant happens to us and that it change our, changes our mindset. Um, and, you know, whether it's like trauma or we lose our job, right? Which mm. is a certain kind of trauma, right? Yeah. We, um, we lose a partner, right? Or a partner gets a diagnosis of cancer, you know? or something like that, um, you know, an accident that happens. So um, I, I, I see that happening over and over again, like when something drastic happens, like, you know, you get that diagnosis, you get that breakup that happens, then things change. There's like a million, million stories I could share from my own life, but also from other people where that happens is that you have that visceral visceral reaction and then you change yeah so um and i think about this in the context of innovation and change because it's like is like you know uh when we're forcing change on people like if you believe that people change themselves and that you can't necessarily control other people's behavior that changes your your relationship to change yeah, I love that. It does. It changes our approach to change. Even how I now interact with my family is ch different. And part of what you said is sometimes we, these traumatic events or rock bottom happens and that causes us to take ownership of change. But what I learned from all of these experiences and throughout my lived experiences, I need to now get ahead of that so that those incidents don't happen because I don't want to have that trauma ideally. Yeah. So, so it's like every moment is like, what can I change about myself or what can I learn? And I'm, I, I feel like I, I spend a lot of time on that retrospective, on that reflection. Mm. So you, you said five. Yeah. yeah what, what other facts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think just one quick thing is to mention that is, um, is I think if we live in a place of continuous improvement, right, where we're, that can help us get to a place of change. But that's, I think that's a different conversation for um, maybe another episode to talk about, like, how do we make change and mm -hmm. continuously improve. Um, so number two is, is few people enjoy change and often fight it. So as you mentioned earlier, change is inevitable. And we're all changing on the new experiences we have a day on that cellular level. And, you know, every seven years, you know, they say that we're a new person, you know, on a mm. cell cellular level. So, um, but we get to choose whether we embrace change or fight it. And we all desire change in our world, but very few people want to change. And we avoid doing the work. Yeah, or even like, some people may not even have the time, the privilege of time to be able to do some of the change because they're stuck with um, um, in a situation where financially or systemically or they have, a, you know, their parents with a lot of kids and all kinds of reasons that 
people may not even be able to have the brain power capacity to think as a privilege. And so, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, either we are avoiding the work or, or doing that. And I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and the system kind of <laughs> avoids us from doing the work. It's not just, um, mm. us as well. Right. It's, it's like the system is designed, um, to make us always, you know, care, I mean, avoid doing that change, deep change work and the internal design desire to, to evolve as humans, right? They want to mm -hmm. keep us down in many different ways. Um, so another thing that I see is like this truth about change is that it's an inherently emotional and difficult process. So it forces us to push some buttons internally to question what we're doing. Um, and also when other people are involved, like they're all, all on their own journey as well. And so like if, and the larger this change happens, the harder it gets. And it's usually gets harder before it gets easier. Because once you have that healing process that you go through, then you go into a place of helping other people to change. Yeah, I like that. It does get harder before it gets easier because it's that learning curve as well whatever this new process, the new experiences, uh, that makes sense. And I think that uphill climb is is the hard one, right? And once we get past the peak and we're like, oh, this part, part is easy, then it starts becoming a habit or routine. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it just becomes part of who we are as a human, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the growth that we've had and, and I've been re reflecting recently on my own growth, you know, and, and how um, I bounce back so much better now because I have processed a lot of those, the change that's happened to me. Mm. Um, so I would say f step four or truth four is change is fluid and emergent. So change does not really follow a linear process, but kind of a spiral process. So it's kind of like in therapy, it's like, you know, you might go a couple steps forward, um, but you might take a couple steps back one day. And um, so this is all emotions are wrapped up into this. So you can make that progress that that in one day and then nothing is changing. So um, lots of things can affect um, the way we change. For example, trends in the market, new technology being released. Um, you can you know have a recession that you're going through. You lose your job you, you know, get a windfall um, of money, um, you know, in various things, or you get other support that happens. There's lots of different things um, that can, that can affect your change, you get laid off. Um, so all of these things can thwart even our best laid plans. So we have to kind of be responsive to those changes that are around us. And that's really hard to do if we're all you know, super stressed and burnout. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like how you said it's like the change is spiral. And in fact, it's, it's constant. It's happening in every direction, almost like around us in this experience. Um, and I do think about it as like, if we aren't putting intention behind the change or put setting it as a goal or working on it actively or, um, with, um, uh, with specific, um, work around it, behind it, I feel like change will just still happen and we might get 
we might not, we might lose control or I might lose control if I'm not setting intention and having control of it as well. So having that spiral analogy, definitely I, I resonate with. Mm, yeah. Thanks for that offering that. I, I think that um, when we, when we think about the fluid and emergent nature of this, we just have to just kind of like in some instances have to be really crisp about what is it that we, what we can change and things that we can't, but be aware of what's happening around us. Yeah. Um, and that brings me to my fifth point is that um, the system that's around us affects our ability to change more than we think. So I think about this as like the, the water we swim in. And I know I'm not the first person to use that, that phrase, but I referred, I like that because it's like, we're all fish in this big water mm -hmm. and we're breathing in like we got these gills and we're breathing in the the water and the you know getting the oxygen from the water which you know may be good but may not be great right so we're deeply affected by the system and society that we're in and we have to kind of acknowledge the effect on us and how how we might be able to change it and sometimes it you know as an individual it seems very overwhelming to change a big system um, but we also have to be aware that we're an individual actor in that system trying to change change it. Yeah. And and like you said, this looking beyond ourselves, of how is the system affecting us and, and when when we're doing the work of change? But even just this front, these five truths of change, that change is going to happen regardless, right? But it has to start from us. We have to set that intention. We have to be the change. We can't control other people or change their behaviors. Um, the only thing we can do is share their the impact of what their behaviors are on us to help maybe facilitate that or be the catalyst. Looking at the system and this idea that it changes in linear, it's, it's more of a spiral and it goes back and forth, up and down in all these different directions because life isn't linear. Life is like we live. It it's, might be time might be linear, but it's a concept that we've created. Um, and so I totally... I, um, sort of resonate with this, these five truths. And it understands that once we accept these truths, maybe change can become easier and the, the process of change can start for us. So we can start building awareness towards what we want to change and start setting those intentions around our growth journey. Um, so with that, I, I love, appreciate Amy for bringing these truths to us and this, this important conversation that's moving forward with change. Um, the question I feel we, I want to leave uh, with for people to reflect on and think about is what is the last thing that you set intention for change for yourself? What was that change? What was that process like? And how did you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. And and I think in a bigger way that that leads to what is our relationship to change? You know, like how are we connected to that? And um, and also knowing those five different topics that we have there. Um, the different, you know, truths about change, like reflect on your, some of your time and like, how is, how are all those factors and the truths showing up for you when you think about your relationship to change in a bigger way? Empathy Power Up is produced by Amy J. Wilson and Kevin Shaw, two people who bonded over their love for creating a deeper sense of empathy in the world. You can reach Amy at Real Amy J. Wilson and Kevin at Shaw Kevin.